Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Holland, here with my co-host, Laurel Boyven. Thank you for joining us as we dive into how doing your inner work or the beautiful work is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. Our hope is to inspire you to explore who you are, who you want to become, and what you want to do with this one precious life. Because when you change, the world changes. And when you do your inner work or the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. Welcome back to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. Hi, Laurel. How are you today? I'm well today. How are you? I'm doing really well. It's our second episode of our second season. How's that? Oh, I love that. And there's two of us here. Mm -hmm. Two laurels. (laughs) Two laurels. Yeah. So welcome to our laurel circle. (laughs) So we created a little laurel circle with the two of us, right? So we're holding you in our little circle as we share about inner work. You know, Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, this podcast is all about doing your inner work. And, you know, last year before we started the podcast, um, I felt like I was really wanted to Return inner work as beautiful work because the results of doing your inner work usually are that you have a beautiful life. So it's really becomes beautiful work after you get into the flow of allowing yourself to really live in the beautiful work. So we're here to talk about this beautiful work. And today's episode is all about allowing change. Hello, oh, mm. I am so ready for this conversation today. I know. And you know, I know that many clients over time have come to me and said, Oh, I just don't like change. I don't like change. I don't like change. I can't do change. And I always have to take a breath and just say, okay, it's okay. It's okay. But change is going to happen. So what are we going to do with that? Right? So maybe we could just work on your relationship with change. Yeah. Yeah. Such mm. a good approach. Oh. I always, I've spent, I spent most of my lifetime claiming that I love change. Mm. I was, you know, I'm even going to say a child, teenager that changed my furniture in my bedroom around all the time. You did I what we do. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't get enough change. Right. And, um, I don't know, years, probably five years ago, I said to my husband once that I like change. I don't know why I was feeling this resistance to changes that were happening happening around me. And his response, he knows me so well. He said, yeah, you like change when you choose it. Yeah, right. And I think that it reminded me, I wonder if, I knew that to be true immediately, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wonder if that's, what most of us, we like change when we choose the change. Right, right. But when the change is happening to us, yeah, you know, yeah. that's when or, it's hard to yeah, allow it. To us or even in, in life around us that we're accustomed to being a certain way and the dynamics begin to change. And now we have to adjust to the change, right? Or we have, yes. to, we have to think about it in terms of, okay, what does this mean for me? And how am I going to work with this? And I think that's really ultimately the key, isn't it? At some level, being able to respond well to change, maybe is a great, great phrase to use, you know? Yeah. 
And it ties in with letting go of control. I think that's one of the things that's hardest for me is, you know, when I, when change is happening around me or for me, um, but it's not my choice, you know, it's hard to, to admit, okay, this is not what I was planning. This is not what I was orchestrating, but this is happening. And, you know, how can I respond rather than holding on to what I thought was going to happen with a death grip? I know with a death grip, I know. And what a great, you know, expression to use too, because oftentimes it's, it, any change brings about, you know, at some level, I consider it like the, the little deaths that we experience in life to get us to me are preparing us for the big ultimate death that we will go through one day. And, um, and so there's always grief work usually, you know, with change because we're something's leaving and something new is coming in. And, um, and so to be able to build our muscles and build our skill level around all of that is uh, serves us really well. If we can, if we can begin to approach it approach change that way. Right. And I think of like a couple of examples that come up for me, Laurel, when you, you know, you know, like you say change that isn't of your choice, that's really hard. You know, for me, I went through a layoff once ter- I mean, it's terrible to go through a layoff to be told you don't have a job anymore. That's a huge change. Right. And when somebody gets really sick or ill or dies suddenly, you know, such a fast change in your life and you have no choice, but to respond and to move through it. And, um, and these are some of the changes that can happen and we don't necessarily have control, but our ability to develop those skills of now, how are we going to respond when this happens? Right. Is the key. So we're going to talk a lot. We'll speak into that today a lot. Right. Yeah. 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 So we can help our listeners. Yeah. Even, you know, I mean, um, you'll, you won't be surprised when I say this, but I experienced a layoff once too. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's terrible. It's a terrible yeah. thing it's to true. go through. Yeah. Um, but even changes that sometimes you choose, like my divorce, I chose my divorce. Yeah. I initiated my divorce, but it was still a really difficult change to accept. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, my mm-hmm. leaving corporate, that was my choice um, in response to circumstances that were happening around me but it still was not easy. And you mentioned grief. And I think that is really a good reminder that change does involve grief because we have to let go of something from the past and move into something new. Whether we choose it or not, there's something to grieve about that. I know, I know. So grief work is, uh, you know, to me, a lot of our emotional heavy lifting that we do over the course of our lifetime. So the more we grow that muscle, the stronger we get ultimately. And I know, you know, for me, I had a series over the course of my lifetime of people dying young that I was close to. And so I felt like, uh, like it or not, you know, I got the opportunity to build that muscle and learn how to respond well to grief. And it served me really well over the long haul. And so I say to people that have to, uh, unfortunately, build that muscle as well, you know, that um, it's hard to get through, but we can grow really well from it. And also we can come become a really beautiful resource to other people that are going through grief. And that's really needed in the world today. It really is. Yeah. And, you know, I want to just remind our listeners and, and myself and 
that grief can happen in various stages. And so, you know, death does create this deep sense of loss and grief, the end of a marriage, maybe at the end of a job, but even things like um, moving from an employee to an entrepreneur, there's a period of grief in there that ties to who you once were. It might be the empty nest. Believe it or not, I put empty nest in the grief category because you really are letting go of, there's a loss in whether it's identity, relationships, daily routine and habits, right? Change requires loss. Yeah, yeah. I I love that empty nest um, example too, because, you know, everybody's, I think, at a different place. Um, It's so nuanced, the whole experience of becoming an empty nester. And there's such freedom, right? And so we, and, and oftentimes when we think about it, we think about, you know, I should be happy and I should be excited and I should be all these things, right? Because so much responsibility is often off our shoulders. And yet, you know, it's a whole stage of life. And, and if you liked being a parent, at some level, there's, it's, it's an O-V-E-R. It is over in a, in a big way, right? Like no more kids. And yes, adult children are there and you still get to parent in a certain way, but it's still, it's the end of a, an era in your life that isn't going to come back. So um, yeah. yeah, so there's grief work to be done. And, and even, even in the midst of excitement, there's grief work, right? That's right to be able to right. do both side by side. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think about retirement. Um, I know people that are so excited to retire. And then, you know, after that excitement and the newness wears off after a couple months, maybe the first summer season, there is a loss of identity and belonging. So I think, I think uh, part of allowing change is making sure that you acknowledge the loss and the excitement. And can you allow yourself to feel both things simultaneously? Yes, yes, yes. And so much in life, um, you know, our ego, right, grooms us to see ourselves in a certain way and get attached to being seen in a certain way and being known in a certain way. And so I always think of um, uh, loss, loss and change as if we use it to me at one of the deepest levels, right? It is, it is self-discovery. It's discovering ourselves beyond roles, beyond situations, be, you know, beyond uh, uh, partnerships, whatever it is, to know that we, we have an essence, we have a soul, we have a, we have a certain something inside us that isn't necessarily easy to define. And it can't necessarily just be contained in one role or two roles or a job or whatever, right? And so to know ourselves more deeply through the experiences is also a beautiful path. Yeah. Yeah. And this may start to sound like a broken record, but curiosity, right? How can you allow change by being curious, being curious, what, you know, what this newness has in store for you, or who can I become now that I'm moving into this new time and space, right? This new role or relationship, this new phase, Mm Yeah. So Laurel, I feel like um, that, that, that I feel like you just kind of opened a little bit of a portal. So let's talk a little bit about approaching and allowing change. Like there are some 
some steps we can take, some actual things that we do as we begin to walk through them. So the first thing, uh, you know, is identify what is the change exactly that's going on. And sometimes this helps us to um, uh, deal with the emotional parts because sometimes the emotional part is hard and we have to work through the emotions. And if we're, and, and so we have to do that part and then simultaneously or, or at different stages, right? We have to use our good, clear thinking to help us navigate the territory of new life, endings, beginnings, whatever it is. And sometimes they, those two don't, things don't really go together well, right? If we're overcome with emotion, we're not going to think really clearly. So we're processing emotion, but we're also processing, you know, the logistics, let's say, of the change. So, so we want to do those two things. And one of the ways to work with the logistics part is, first of all, just like, what, what is the change? You know, and what does that mean for you? You know, beginning to to allow yourself some reflection time around it, it's a change, but what does it mean for you, right? What does this change mean to you? And it might might mean something different to somebody else in the situation, but it doesn't it, that doesn't really matter. Like they can tell you, they might somebody else might try to tell you, right, <laughs> what you're supposed to think or how you're supposed to feel, but that doesn't that might not fit for you because this change might mean something else for you. So just beginning to work at the beginning of identifying. What is the change and what does it mean for you? Yeah. 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 And then I love your next questions, which are, you know, what, what's going to change? What's my role here? Well, how's my role going to change? Or what does this mean in terms of, you know, how I'm going to show up or what I need to do or how I need to be, what I have to become to manage this well, right? Yeah. And, you know, when I think about that, oftentimes I you know, my tendency is I am a head thinker, I'm a planner. And so change happens. And right away, I go into the planning mode. Okay, this is how I'm going to act, be, do now that I'm in this. And what I have found, sometimes it's okay just to not know, right? Mm -hmm. To be in a place where maybe my only job is to be open and be willing to feel what I'm feeling. And, and I say this because sometimes fear, fear shows up in change, right? It's the lack of control that we might have. Um, But what do we know to be true about ourselves? We, we can handle not being in control 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can. That's right. Um, (laughs) You know, it's like the roller coaster ride you know, bracing yourself for the ups and downs. We know based on our past life, we have been through change before and we have everything we need to navigate change, especially if we can just pause for a minute and wonder without having the answer, wonder what opportunity is this going to bring? What choices will I have of who I'm going to be next or how I show up? Um, Rather than deciding too soon. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's great. As we're recording this, um, you know, I think of, um, we just went through a weekend where um, the Supreme Court overturned the Roe versus Wade decision. And so this is a big change in the world. And many people are responding in all kinds of ways, right? People that are happy about it, people that aren't happy about it. And we all have our own response to that. But it's still the same, um, 
ultimately, right, where we enter into, we have to allow it at some level because it has happened. It's happened. Okay. So now the question is, what do we want to do with that? Right. And how do we, what's important to us? And then how are we going to express that and move forward in that? And so, you know, we have these bigger changes, right, that are very institutional outside us. They feel like they're happening to us. And yet we're still a part of the big picture. You know, so I always come back to um, when we're faced with these kinds of changes, the one I just talked about is the question becomes, okay, so what does that mean to you? And now what part do you want to play in, in the bigger picture based on that, right? And, and um, we all have to find our way through that. I mean, that's, that's us at the, on, on the big picture us, right? As well as the, the little, the smaller life that we lead. There's this bigger, bigger picture world out there and we're yeah. a part of it. So we, we, we and, and, and to feel like we have no control ultimately um, makes us feel resentful, angry, mad, right? We, we've, and, and yet that's not going to help us activate and move forward and be a part of whatever it is we want to be a part of. So again, we go through the feelings, but then we have to decide, okay, now what, now what does that mean for me? Right. And I think that ties in really well with the um, conversation we were just having about not letting your feelings, your emotions interfere with your clear thinking. And so sometimes it requires you to give yourself time and space to feel all the feelings, however long you need to do that. And then move into the clear thinking and then taking action. Um, Right. Sometimes the action, if the action step is too close to the feeling step, we don't give ourselves the gift of feeling the full extent and learning from the full extent of our feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I've been reading um, a beautiful trauma book um, and it, it's a, it has been a reminder. What I've been reading lately in the book is a reminder of how our stress hormones, right? The hormones that, that cause stress in our body are actually there to activate us, right? To get us to do, to move, to activate, to, to go and be really be a part of how we want to be a part of whatever the situation is. And so, you know, in our grief work, right? Uh, ultimately, we want to take ourselves to the place where we're feeling all the feeling, and yet we still have enough energy in there, right? We want the energy to help us act and be a part of whatever it is we want to be part of when we what we want to see as the solution, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's a dance, definitely a dance. Absolutely. Yeah. And we are faced with those decisions every day, right? Yeah. Feeling our feelings and, and then deciding how to act. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter if it's $5 a gallon gas or Roe versus Wade. We get to yeah. decide and feel all the things that we feel. Yeah, yeah. So in allowing change, you know, it's identifying the change, being clear for ourselves what it means to us, then being able to ask, you know, first of all, even just telling ourselves, right, we can handle the change. I love that you said that, you know, we can handle change, whatever the changes is coming to us, no matter how overwhelming, no matter how, how painful, it could be right. 
we have to breathe. We have to remind ourselves we can get through this. I love the saying, this too shall pass, right? The idea of the pain will pass, that whatever we're moving, it, it will pass, it will pass, we, but we have to bear it as we move through it. And then hopefully it's activating us to, you know, grow, to grow in some particular kind of way. And I love that question, you know, to, to it goes with your curiosity, you know, the, the idea of staying, remaining curious whenever we're in the throes of change, right? Yeah. What, what do I need to do to grow and become more fully who I want to be in the world, right? Yes. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes, you know, this too shall pass comes with a connotation of just to do nothing except what is and let it, you know, let it pass. Yeah. But I... So that saying is comforting and maddening all in one for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love um, that. That's great. Similarly, you know, there was a time in my life when I used to hold on to the saying that God only gives you as much as you can handle. And then at some point, I think that's a lot of hokey. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> because now, now yeah. I know that yeah. we grow through everything we go yeah. through. And so one of the things I tell myself when I need to allow change to happen, and I don't really know how to navigate it, I don't know what the answers are yet. I say to myself, you've navigated hard things before, you've done hard things before. Because, you know, when you talk about like, just exercising your, your growth muscle, or your allowing change muscle, the fact that we're resilient, and we learn more through our experiences than any other way. Yeah. We just have to remind ourselves that we are capable of navigating change, even if we don't know the answer right now. Right, right, right. To just be able to say that story instead of saying, oh my God, here's change. I hate it. How about, oh, here's change. I've been through change before. I can figure out how to do this. Because really, I mean, the thoughts we think matter. They bring the energy of, I can do this or I can't do this, right? Absolutely. So that's, you know, that being able to just do that self-talk of, you know, change can sometimes be hard, but I can do this. I've got this covered, right? That's a big deal. That's a it big is. Deal. Yeah. It, it reminds me of a practice I use with clients about when an emotion shows up. Rather than try to figure out why it is showing up, greeting it. And so um, oftentimes right. I will say, Hello, fear, my old friend. Yeah, what are great. you here? What are you here to teach me? And what if we said that same thing with change, yeah. without having to do anything yet? Just yeah. read it. Hello, change, my yeah. old friend. What are you here to teach me? I love you know, that. That's beautiful. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. It's hard great. to allow things to happen when we are not choosing them. It's true. It comes back to, um, uh, to me, you know, in my liver, in my inner power wheel, the second practice is practicing acceptance. And because for me, when we come into acceptance, which to me is allowing, right, there's a, there's some level of saying, I accept that this is going on, right, rather than resisting it or denying it or pretending otherwise, I accept this is going on. And then now what? And now what does that mean for me? And that's where you know, we can either feel powerful to choose, right? Even in, even in the face of a layoff, you know, after the blow of 
oh, my job just got taken away from me, right? Now I have to go find another job. And now the choice is, well, what does that mean for you? And where do you want to go look? And is this a time to make a leap into a new career maybe or whatever, you know what I mean? But to feel empowered at some level where, okay, now I'm going out and I'm choosing something new or I'm moving onward and trying to choose in a really, I guess, as powerful positioning as we can be given whatever the circumstances are. Yeah. Yeah. So that's beautiful. That's what we've got. Yeah. 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 Good. So uh, any journaling question or any prompt for anybody as we close out our show today, Laurel, that comes up for you? I mean, we gave a lot of ideas here, but anything that kind of left here for you? I think two journaling prompts might, uh, or it might be one, but it's, um, you know, recalling a time in the past when you resisted change and how that made you feel. And then a time when you experienced change, but you didn't resist. And how did that make you feel? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What about you? I think um, what's coming up for me is one of the exercises that again is in the Live Your Inner Power Journal, but I, I love it because it, um, it always makes me, uh, it, it always, it always is the invitation to go back and look at what have you already been through in your life, right? And where are your, where, where is it? You already have skills for moving through change. And so to be able to go back and say, what change did I have that I maybe didn't really want that I went through, but I navigated okay and came out the other side okay, you know, like what skills have I already got? Yes. around moving through change, like, and being able to look and, and see whatever success you've had from, from the process. And, uh, and then put that in your back pocket. And remember, you've already got some skills. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. good. Yeah, yeah. All right, Laurel. Well, we're well into season two now with our second show, and looking forward to more so many good topics to explore this season. Oh, I can't wait. Really, I am really, really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Me too. All right, Laurel, off we go. Okay, we'll see you I'll again. See you, see you next time. Bye for now, everybody. Bye. Thanks for being with us here at Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. As you do your beautiful work, know that we're here for you. Are there topics you'd like us to explore? Send us an email. If you enjoyed the podcast, the best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend. We're glad you're with us to elevate the conversation and open up new pathways for all of us.